This is the hiring brief. Software development in many respects is more an art than science. As long as you follow the right syntax, the machine doesn't care what you tell them to do. There are no inherent boundaries or controls that prevent us from building bad software. The complexity arises with the human factor. So how can leaders support high-performing engineering teams and ensure bad software isn't built? We ventured out to respond to this very question by interviewing industry experts, from country managers to engineer team leads, all the way to scrum masters. Their shared insights paint a picture on topics like general management, engineering management, scaling teams, agile frameworks, and more. We compile them into the podcast series Advice from Engineering Management Experts. Today, we'll hear about their take on general management. Remember that you can find the link to the full interviews in our episode's description, as well as the links to coderslink.com and to our new tactical ebook about setting your engineering team up for success. The ebook contains checklists, so you can get started in driving positive change in your team. That being said, we sat down with Javier Coca, an accomplished country manager who has managed more than 12 diverse teams, launched more than 12 products, and has built, grow, and run five international offices for different San Francisco tech companies. Jesus Lopez, CMO and co-founder at Coderslink, led the interview. I, I want to dive deep into... into your thoughts about management yeah. in my eyes in my eyes management is a very misunderstood position from the outside i think once you're in you you understand it very well but from the outside in it's 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 very misunderstood and while there's a lot of books about management there's i think everyone sort of like just gets you know crafts their way and and starts you know putting their way together as they go as they start learning um so in your eyes, and let's start, let's start with the basics in your eyes. What's the role of a manager? Uh, for me, a manager needs to be an enabler. That's, that's the word that actually, uh, uh, summarizes what I think a manager should be. A manager is, is a person is a power sponsor inside of the company of that specific team is the one that knows the, the, the strengths and weaknesses of the team. Uh, is the person that actually can help um, remove blockers, uh, resolve impediments, and isolate people from any distraction. There are distractions of uh, of very simple sorts, like you know, my paycheck hasn't arrived, and that's a big distraction for any employee, especially engineers, because yeah. they usually tend to uh, tend to live on a day by day basis, and. Um, or distractions where there's a personal problem and they, they really don't know how to approach that. It could be a health issue. It could, could be just a, a personal thing about I'm moving out, uh, I'm moving in with my girlfriend. And that's stressful. I don't know if I'm doing the right thing, blah, blah. This is where the manager needs to be uh, mature enough to say, you know what, this is something distracting. Take time. You have you have uh, PTOs. Uh Take, take a couple of days to resolve any issue. And whenever you are, your, your mind is completely uh, clear, you can come back and continue being effective. You don't require, that's why I say it's an enabler. 
we have to enable them to take the better decisions for them that actually is going to result on better decisions for the company. We don't want to have someone sitting down just biting their nails and thinking about what's going to happen. It's better for them to have some time go resolve whatever they need to resolve and then come back. They're going to come back more focused and more thankful because they were able to resolve something that they they thought was completely not impossible, but that, that was lingering in their minds and that they were getting distracted. So yeah, in a single world, that's 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 the role of the manager. There are certain different roles that are human resources related or or, or, or operational related, but mainly the gist of the, of the role is to enable people to 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 do their work uh, without all of the external factors affecting their their work. That's 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 really good approach and seeing things and and I, I I'd complement that with say with seeing and understanding understanding that different talents and and understanding ways to enable them as well right mm-hmm. you know based on the talent they need different things so it's sort of like also understanding having that 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 people skill and that human approach and, and warm approach of saying okay. I understand who they are, I understand their strengths, understand their fears, and and understand how to approach them, how to how how to ensure that they can perform. So mm-hmm. I think it's it's a very it's a very unique dance with with every single person that is you know reporting to you. Uh, do you have any approach to management? Do you have a set of principles that you follow? Most of the times, it's, it's the same as, as we were just uh, talking about. I like to be a, a manager that is walking the walk with them. Like it's actually uh, doing things next to each other so that they see that this is not a a reportee manager relationship. This is a team. This is a team. And uh, some people in the team have some expertise and some other people's, some other person in the team has different skills. Uh, We as a team are the ones that are going to, get things done. My role or the role of the manager will be, as as I was telling, to enable them to do or to achieve what they need to achieve. If it's, uh, if it's achieving better skills through education or through mentoring or through peer programming, through any techniques, the the, the manager has to enable it. Um, If it's just uh, finding finding the, the the correct time for delivering uh, a product, uh, a story, a feature. It's also part of management to recognize what complexity actually that has and being able to negotiate uh, on behalf of the team on when something's going to get done in in the better way, right? Everybody can, can, can finish up something simple, uh, but not everybody can finish it up finish it up correctly. And I usually try to do it in the, the correct way. So yes, uh, it's for me, the approach is being a leader, uh, follow the principles that uh, the team usually is the one that's doing the work, is the one that it's, uh, that, that's putting uh, the effort not that the manager doesn't do any effort, but sometimes you do have to roll your sleeves and get into code and get things done. But most of the times, your your the approach is to 
enable them to to see that they have everything that needs to be done so that they can do things better in a better way. Uh, most of the times I can tell you, sometimes I've, I've stayed very late with a team and the only thing that I'm doing is bring them pizza and beer and coffee and just enabling them to finish what they need to do. Obviously there's going to happen something like, oh, we need uh, more uh, processing power in, in our AWS processor. So yeah, go, here's my, my card, just uh, buy another core or put some more memory or expand whatever, replicate the database. Those decisions are very simple to make. Uh, most of the time, uh, those are uh, manager related decisions. But yeah, at the end of the day, still just enabling the team to be able to do their work. That was Javier Coca. Next, Jesus asked the same question to Jose Delgado, software engineer manager at Olo at the time of the interview, who's been working and leading fully distributed teams in the US, Mexico, and India for 10 years. He actually recently joined Zapier under the same title. Take a close listen on how Jose focuses on being an enabler as a manager and empowering his team through tools to be productive. I know you are a Chromium manager and and you know from what i gather from what i've talked about from you know from my own experience i know management is definitely not easy and there's just it's a different way of doing you know a specific job and managing a team it's just different in so many ways and i know there's a lot of different ways to approach it and i know there's a lot of different practices frameworks and and you know a, a variety of things out there mm-hmm. and you know i'm interested in in seeing in learning you know in your eyes what's the role of a manager role of a manager uh, it's actually a good question i i think that has changed uh, I have to say that. So we're in, in this sort of transition stage, especially in software engineering. So, and even in the Air Force, I don't know if I mentioned here that I was in the Air Force, right? Um, when they teach about management and, and a lot of the books out there, when they teach about management, you know, it's uh, reward and punishment. So carrots and sticks, right? Reward people for good work and then punish them when they do bad. And and that is very common uh, in, across the industries, lots of industries. And it's a very common way to, you know, manage individuals, right? But when you manage software engineers, right, you're dealing with creatives, right? And then you find that the carrots and sticks approach doesn't really work that well, right? Uh, so then the switch is into what the industry calls servant leadership, right? You become an enabler for the team. You get your team unstuck, you remove roadblocks, you coach them, you give them the resources that they need, and then you get out of the way, right? You want to have, yeah. you want your team to have autonomy, right? Mastery and purpose, right? So it's very important thing. So, um, so it, you know, it's, it's, it's a change in the way you think about what it means to manage a team. You know, you don't have to be there telling people what to do, exactly how to do it, when to do it. That's no longer the, the, the job of a manager. Right? So the job of manager is to get the team together, help with processes, get everybody on stock, and then allow them to be a masters of their domain. Right? You hire them because they're experts. Let them be experts. That was Jose Delgado. 
We also had the chance to sit down with Hector Reyes, an experienced Scrum Master that has been implementing for the past eight years these practices across diverse tech teams, from healthcare, finance, retail, and now the cloud. During his interview, Hector tells Jesus how the word management has nothing to do with authority and how he deals with teams resisting changes using a very democratic approach. I think that there's just a lot of ways that you can do management, a lot of ways that you can interpret it, a lot of things that you can apply it. So, and I'm always finding ways of improving uh, that and finding, you know, small nuggets of information, gold nuggets, I like to call them uh, for me to implement on my, my side. And, and the first question that I love asking is in your eyes, what's the role of a manager? Probably because my background, right. Uh, to me, a, a manager, it's a, it's, it's there to guide you, right? It's supposed to act as a leader, not necessarily as your boss that from an HR perspective, that's the person that you have to collect things to, right? Um, to me, a manager has to be the one that, um, provides leadership that is aware of teams, uh, not necessarily capacity, but predictability that knows what the team is capable of doing and is able to, uh, to make the team aware of where are we going? What's the value that we bring to whatever business we're in? And what is that roadmap, right? That, uh, that is not necessarily just, oh, the senior people are the ones that are driving the entire team, right? So to me, the manager is the one that brings transparency to the entire team as in, this is what we're here for, and this is what we're gonna be doing, and this are, are there is of improvement, and, um, and, and more importantly, it's a person that listens to the, uh, to the team, right? Because sometimes there's, depending on who you talk to, right? Like there's a um, functional manager, there's the people manager, and then there's some other leadership uh, um, uh, styles that are more of a, I'm going to tell you how to do things, right? Because the manager is now out of the sudden the person that probably had, I don't know, maybe six or seven years in the team and is a, he knows everything. He knows the ins and outs of the code and has been around for a long time. Uh, I, I just don't agree with that, right? Like the manager is supposed to make the entire team grow, be more efficient, right? And if you hire somebody uh, and then you're just telling them, hey, this is how you're going to do things, right? Then what's the purpose, right? Like this is, to me, that's like the... Uh, figure of a, uh, of a manager, right? It, it leads by example, probably, um, and makes sure that nobody's falling behind, right? And if somebody's falling behind, uh, uh, how as a team, not just a manager, right? But obviously driven by the manager, but as a team, how do we make sure that everyone uh, succeeds, not just individuals? So that's my experience because when you're working in Agile, you have to do a lot of those things. And uh, you have to lead or manage with zero authority, right? Because nobody reports to you, right? And then that's what makes it complicated. And you're like, you're in this tough situation because you're driving a lot of change. You're telling people how to be more efficient, suggesting how to be more efficient. And everybody can just be like, who are you? Like, I don't even report to you. Like, not even my manager reports to you. Like, oh, why should we listen to you if you're driving this much change, right? So, uh, I've been there, done that. Uh, it's it's worked okay for me. Um, so I found that that's 
what I can see successful managers have as qualities, right? That leadership versus just, I'm just going to manage things. Yeah. And I, in, now that you were saying that, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking you must have amazing people skills as well, because you have to deal with all <laughs> these different people at the same time and say, Hey, do, do this. It's yeah. Yeah. Well, it, you have, you just have to, right. You, you have to, I, I know that there are a lot of people that disagree with that. Right. And I, I, I respect it. Like everyone uh, talks about success, depending on how they did it. And this is how I did it. And it has been working for me. I don't know, maybe in a couple of years, I'm just going to come back to you and be like, Hey, this is like, Hey, guess what? This is not working. That people's skills. Yeah. It's not my thing anymore, but so far it, it has worked because to me, it also has to do a lot of, you know, attitude, not just everything is about attitude, right? You can have tons of attitude be super positive, but if you just don't know how to get your job done, people are just going to fire you. You're, you're not productive, right? We're not, we are not hard to be nice to each other. Right. So, um, but you always have to consider that you're working with people, right? Not with machines. So when you work with people, it doesn't matter the role they have. There are people, they have different personalities, different people like to hear things in a certain way. People listen when you do certain things. Uh, there are some engineers that when you lead by example, they're like, well, this person's awesome, right? For others, they like, they like it more when you are closer to them and you earn trust with them versus just being more like, um, you know, let's have a technical to technical conversation. Right. So, um, for you to be able to, as you were saying, right, like put different hats and flip that internal switch when you have to, uh, again, switch conversations from, uh, and, and different meetings and with different people, that is something that I guess you, like you could probably be trained on. Uh, I've never found places where you can actually have a training to do that. But, um, if you happen to have that, I think that's super uh, useful, right? Because then you have that earned trust piece with whoever, whoever you're working with. And, and, and that is tough to, that's tough to get. And virtually it's a lot more complicated than doing uh, on a face to face, but yeah, to me that has worked. Yeah, I see. And strangely, the word manager has nothing to do with manage. I mean, you don't really manage a lot, but I, I guess not 100% of manage. I think it's more of a half 50-50, sort of like more of a... And I always go back to this one quote I, 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 I read from the Harvard Business Review, and it's the role of manager is to turn uh, your team's or individual people's talents into performance. And I've always stuck with that because it, it really resonates with me. And, and it talks about the human side, even though it doesn't mention it, because it, it's understanding someone from what they're doing, from who they are, from what their needs, what their wants, what their emotions are, and then saying, okay, let's align that with what we want to accomplish. And then I think both sides move towards yeah. that. And, and and I think that's one of the, the, the things that I, that I, I love uh, uh, and how I personally approach management because I, I feel that it's more about understanding a lot about leading as well, but understanding and sort of like seeing, okay, we can do this and that, and, and this is how you can do it. And I think that's how you can do it. That's where the leading uh, comes in. 
because if, if you can show a better way and you can show that it is possible and, and it does work, because I think that's one of the things I've seen as well. Hey, let's do it this way. Ah, but I don't think that'll work. Okay, let, let's try it. Let me show you how it does work. And once you do that, they're like, okay, you got my trust. Let's continue to move forward. So right. I think that's, that's, that's one of the things I've seen it. And, and have you seen from, from your, from your experience that, you know, folks are very resistant to change. I mean, I think that the obvious question is yes, but, but how do you approach it? Do you like talk to individual stakeholders or team leaders and then say, Hey, this is what I think we should do. And sort of like list examples or previous experience or what's your convincing process, if you will. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's almost like an, art rather than science right like uh, to me when somebody comes and uh if we're talking about management or uh, agile right like let's just try to set the scenario in which somebody somebody's coming to you with a problem right uh so that's already an indicator of something's wrong and the reason why they're reaching out to you is because they're hoping that you're going to fix that right um uh that obviously may have some conflicts with who's that person that's putting you in that spot. And usually, right, if it's um, director level or senior management that's just taking you and placing you there, like, I know that my team has X, Y, Z problems, go there and fix them. Uh, that's pretty tough, right? Because you've got these layers of management, uh, but you probably just work 5% with the top layers, right? 95% of the time, we're gonna be working with people who, quote unquote, actually do the job, right? Engineers, uh, 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 manager, or like probably mid-level uh, uh, managers. So when you, uh, at least what I try to do is I, to me, it's super important to be able to listen, right? And to me, it doesn't matter how much of an expert somebody may consider you to be in what area, in my case, if it's uh, agile or scrum or whatever, right? Um, you always have to listen because you have zero context on what that team has gone through and what took them to where they are right now. There's probably that maybe they had a different agile coach. They tried it for uh, a couple of times. It just didn't work out. Um, and you've got to first understand the background because that gives you a lot of, you know, it already sets the mood for how things are going to, are, are going to happen. And uh, talking to key people, Right, it's also uh, um, important, but not just again for me, not just managers. There are uh, engineers, right? If we consider engineers are the ones that, that are truly forming the team, they have more weight than what they think they have in terms of, uh, you know, in, in, in terms of the levers that they can pull to uh, to really guide the team, even if they're not managers right uh there are engines there are always engineers that lead the entire team without them knowing so finding those uh those key individuals first listening to them understand what are you trying to solve right like if, if you could change two things what would you change and, and 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 why would you change it right like why do you want to uh, and it's some of the things that uh, you and I were talking about uh, I think two weeks ago. Why would you change to 
Scrum. Like, why would you change the company? Is it because management is asking you to do that? Is it because your the team that's in the other room is also doing it? Like, what's the driving force? Um, so once you once you do that, to me, it's uh, laying out the not the rules, right, but the rules and responsibilities, and making sure that you come up with a roadmap that it's digestible. Right, let's just put in, the, in a scenario, a, an agile transformation, right? And let's assume that the team is, uh, it, it has an okay setup to go to Scrum, right? Because not everyone should be doing Scrum, uh, and even though everybody considers it to be a silver bullet, it's far just from the truth. But um, uh, if you if you lay down the rules, right? Like this is, these are going to be our objectives and, and this is how we're going to measure success. Um, then for everyone is a lot more of okay this is this is digestible right and this is something that we can actually take versus this is how we're going to do it and this is going to be a transformation and here you go with a bunch of meetings and here you go with a bunch of documents on how we're going to be doing things that to me that's maybe you're right as an agile coach or agile program manager maybe that's the way to go but it's all about the perception right the team is going to feel as in whoa that's a lot you're bombarding me with a bunch of crap that I'm not even aware of. Um, and it doesn't matter how much training you give me. Yes, I'm going to understand it, but there's a, there's a huge difference between understanding and actually doing it and understanding why are we doing it the way we're doing it so that then we can transform it. So, um, so I, I think it's a fundamental, the, the, the listening part, right? I always come back to that because when, when you show, when you're able to prove that you are listening and that you are taking everybody's consideration when you're trying to implement something, they immediately switch to, oh, this person is really on our side. That means that it's, yes, he's going to be leading, but that means that we are all driving change. It's not just him, um, you know, being like, do this and do that, and this is how we're going to be doing it. Um, and it's more of a, hey, this is not working. I suggest we should be doing this. What do we think? Do we want to give it a try? Yeah, let's give it a try. So it becomes more of a teamwork, right? So um, to, 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 to me, that, that, that has proven success, right? Even if nobody wants to do it. Like I've, I've been in meetings where my first interaction with managers, right? It's like, tell me, why are you here? Like, why should you be working with my team? And you're like, whoa, yeah, yeah, that kind of system. And then, you, the, yeah, so tell me, what does Master should be doing? Because I have no idea. Like, if, if you ask me, why shouldn't I have a TPM, right? I'm like, whoa, okay. Um, and, uh, well, obviously, right? So, um, so you, you have to be really good at reading in between lines, right? Which that translates to how are we going to measure that this is efficient, right? And if people like numbers, all right, you've got to understand that for this person, you've got to give them numbers. What numbers are we going to give to this person, right? If this person likes collaboration and team dynamics and stuff, all right, let's 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 try to uh, let's try to give a little bit of, of uh, a lot of things to everyone, right, and make sure that everyone's covered. Um, it's pretty complicated to do that, but um, but that that's what's worked 
for me. I wouldn't say it's, again, like a silver bullet approach. There's the human factor that you always have to be careful uh, on, you know, what you say, how much you want to change, uh, how fast you want to change. Because after all, you're messing up with, with the team or you're messing up with somebody else's team. So, um, so uh, the, the dynamics there play a key, a key role. That was Hector Reyes. We've reached this episode's time, but thank you for staying until the end. I haven't listened to this first episode of our series, Advice from Engineering Management Experts. Stay tuned because in the coming weeks, we'll be releasing the next episodes with insights about number one, how to grow your engineering team. Number two, managing a tech team best practices. Number three, how to onboard international tech talent. Number four, the first steps managers should take to implement Agile and other bonuses. Remember to check out the links in this episode's description to get a copy of our new tactical ebook with a bonus checklist section to start making a positive change in your team today. For now, this has been The Hiring Brief.